The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Streaming radio, um, 24-7. We say this all the time. Well, today is the 3rd of February, 2018. Um, This is manliness radio. This is uh, masculine radio. And we say this all the time. Men, stop apologizing for being men. And I mean that totally. And as you see, possibly I'm going to talk to Douglas today. Uh, the new uh, Manly Men's Movement page could be up tomorrow. It's just about done. There's a few tweaks we got to go over. If not, it'll be very early next week. You're going to love this page. I mean, if you want to express things and talk about things, we got the forum for it. I just want it to stay clean. You know, you want to submit video. Obviously, we want to bring sons in. Um, bring them in. Um, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to expand, expand, expand it. So be on the lookout for that. Also, too, I always say winners and champions to take a deep breath. But by now, you know how to do that. We're going to be doing it again. But, you know, I am unstoppable. I am success. Keep reiterating. Keep repeating these things to yourself. Because if you've been listening to me lately, all the stuff I've been doing without, with all the reconnecting, reconfiguring of my brain, of all the chemicals, of all the peptides, of all the rewiring we're doing. We've talked about feet to brain, hands to brain. Well, you're going to hear more and more of this stuff, and believe me, folks, it works. So stay stay tuned in for more of that. Also, as I said, FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc., that's a program and a half. It's 14 modules. You want to get started on the road to strength, to stones, to sandbags, to power rack work, to high shrugs, to dips, to pullovers. It's all there. You're not going to walk in many gyms. I'm sure this gentleman, um, we're going to have Ryan Stewart in with us momentarily. I'm sure you'll see it where he is, but you're not going to see a lot of that, believe me. Um, I know because I've been to a number of gyms. Um, there's no place like home, let me tell you. No place like home. Also, too, um, Prosperity Consciousness page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Go out and read it. It'll show you what we mean with donation-wise, why we feel that when you give, 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 you have to receive. And this is all part of a lot of the stuff I've embarked on. Prosperity Consciousness is another way of talking and speaking your intention among many things, of what you want in the world, how you write things down, how you talk to yourself, because the first hour and the last hour of your life when you wake up and go to bed are the best times to hit your subconscious with everything you want. More and more on that coming, but go out and check that page out. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com. Um, slash category slash podcast. This is our third show with Ryan. I hope Ryan will be with us at least 30 more years. There's so much to do, so much to talk about, so many people to influence, and so many young men and women coming up that need this type of guidance, this input. We are engaging with people. I'm not here to just do some show where every other word you hear is F. Uh, what, what does that do? I mean, we slip up here and we're very impassioned. That's one thing. But we are arguably, in my opinion, the best show out there. I know people tell me about this one and that one. And Okay, you know what? I wish you all the best, but you're not a New York guy and you're not a guy that wants to go out and just burn the world down, literally. We want the universe for Eminem and everybody in it, and we don't care what age you are. Come on in. Be part of our family and join us because I'm telling you right now, I'm the kind of guy, especially being an Italian and you know how we like to eat, you're always invited to my table. 
So think about that every time you listen to us or you hear something out there. Come and reinforce what you believe with us. Also, too, join our, um, um, what do I want to call it? What's the page? Uh, da, 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 I'm trying to think of the name of it. It escapes me. I'm so psyched about that. Um, just join our, join up, uh, for a free newsletter. What am I thinking here? Um, I haven't put any out, but I will, and they're always loaded with content with everything I do here. Go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell, Real Men, Real Strength, and away you go. And I'm going to read something very quickly I've been reading before I bring Ryan in, but I know he'll appreciate this. This is from Milo, April 1996, Volume 4, Number 1. And as everybody knows, Gratitude for Attitude was a singular show I did probably about six weeks ago, thanking Anthony DeTillo. John McKean, who I'm working with still, and the great Steve Jack. And it goes like this, if a tree falls. If a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. Oh, I could handle the term papers in most of the old English. I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We'd read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs, while I, frothing at the mouth, was battle-ready, uh, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It is built on a Latin root for spiritus, from which we get spirit and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not a lot to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it actually made a sound. How about you? And I'm going to give Ryan's um, details about him, but I want to talk to him a little bit about that before. You know, we're going to talk about training the Husafel stone and getting ready to go to Iceland, but there's more than just lifting the Husafel stone. As everybody knows through the years, we've talked about Dritvik, Legenstein, Latra. That was the 2008 tour that I did with Bill Crawford and a bunch of great stone lifters. And it takes a lot of different styles of stones and walking and lifting and pushing and pulling. I mean, this stuff is just out of sight. But here we go. This is a little bit about our pal Ryan. He's a co-owner of Black Flag Strength and Fitness, power lifter, strong man, Highland Games competitor, and where I noticed um, Ryan, which made me reach out, he was at um, the gathering in Scotland this in 17, and I see him lift the Denny Stones, very impressive, and I was like, that's a guy I want involved with the family here. So Ryan, welcome back again, brother, it's an honor. Thank you, sir. No, it's it's great to be back. Um, Give out the website address, anything I missed, and we'll get started, my friend. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, we are Black Flag Strength and Fitness. And then I also have my own account, which is, I believe, Stu Squatch on Instagram and just my regular account on Facebook. Great. Um, for anybody that I, I'm sure, uh, hopefully, uh, friend Ryan still on Facebook, um, for anybody that is friends with Ryan, um, boy, the stony lifted of magnitude this week was, um, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy it. Um, to see people go far and beyond what most people could never fathom is not only impressive, but it says a lot about what's in a man's soul to me. And Ryan's going to find out, and I know he's leaving in May. And I'm doing everything I can. I would love to meet up with him in Iceland. Um, but I'll tell you right now, when you saw the stone he was wrestling with and he succeeded with, it just tells you right then and there, not only the passion you have for stuff like this, but it is just brutal. It, it This is why people don't get it. When people say to me, well, it's only a stone, and I look at him, I'm like, what? Only a stone. If you watch that video of, of Ryan wrestling that stone the other day, I think you I think you would say to yourself, 
Uh, I may, maybe misspoke there because that stone to me, well, this is my belief, and I'm going to give it right to you, brother. Um, they all vibrate. Uh, and I know I'm talking a lot of stuff probably that's confusing people with the brain and all that, but you're going to find out all the method of my madness down the road. And then it's all you're going to be able to link all the chain together. It's all going to start coming together for you. But if you look at that stone, that stone had a mind of its own with Ryan. And I'm going to let him tell you about it, and we're going to start talking about the Husa fell first and obviously preparation to go to Alatra, to go to Olegenstein, to go to Dritvik. So, Ryan, let's catch everybody up a little bit about the training for the Husafel and obviously that beast you were playing around with the other day, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the one from the other day, uh, I call it the Sasquatch Stone because uh, it looks like a, a cast of a Bigfoot's foot when you turn it a certain direction. And it is just an absolute monster. It's 360 pounds, and awkward as all hell. And, yeah, it was quite the battle. I, I knew I was going to have a pretty good shot at it. I've been fighting a 370-pounder a that is just awful, awful mm-hmm. in shape lately. And, and I knew uh, the work that I'd been putting in on that other, a little bit heavier one, was, was probably going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm not known to give up on anything, period. And when it comes to the stones, I try to bring that same mentality and just fight, fight, fight and, uh, try to get the best of the stone. Don't let it beat you. And yeah, use every ounce of my energy to, to lift the darn things. And I am paying for it today. I am super sore, but it is worth every second of it that's for sure yeah and and you know the thing about a stone you know if you haven't done them a lot of them especially with what ryan's playing around here um with, with this you know getting ready for Husafel, obviously but the other places he's going to go and lift famous icelandic stones most people it was interesting bill crawford was on with us today and we talked about his young powerlifting team. Um, and, you know, that and we were talking about the press. And we were talking about, we've talked about multiple things here with, you know, stone lifting and these quote-unquote great lifters, which they are. Bill's had many of them over to his house, you know. And now he's got the younger kids doing stuff. The name of his team is Full Sturker which when you go to Iceland and you successfully get around the sheep pen, that means fully strong. Um, but there's been many a strong men that have been humbled very easily. And, you know, they'll say, well, you know, I can deadlift 800 pounds. Well, that's a killer deadlift. But yet, maybe, and this is a big maybe, maybe they pick up a 350-pound stone but can't hold it and drop it, dump it right away. And... Of course, uh, Bill's had people, I've had people here where they literally bleed. They try to pick it up so many times, and after we know anything, you only have so many shots, no matter how good you are, and that's the end of the day. Um, and it goes to prove that you can be an exceptional lifter, an Olympic lifter, a power lifter, strong man in other areas, but when it comes to lifting a stone, folks, it's a whole different deal. And... Ryan's telling you how sore he is. Ryan's no rookie to training, okay, like myself. But I'm here to tell you, you mess around with stones. And, I mean, I'm talking, it doesn't even matter. I mean, obviously, hopefully a lighter stone would give you much more recovery. But I've used lighter stones and put myself into the ground just as hard as I have with heavy stones. The point of the matter is stones are head to toe. They work Every single piece of you, from your bone to your tendons to your ligaments to your feet especially, you'll feel things in your inner chest that you've never felt before. I've had times where it hurt my chest so hard, I was like, did I break something in the middle of my chest? Things of that nature. Hands. My, I, I, and I want to ask you this. This will be the next question, but I want you to comment on this, Ryan, because I don't know if a lot of people think about this. Um 
one thing with a stone, especially now, the steel ones we designed and built here to go to Iceland. Those are shot-loaded, plate-loaded stones we use. I went with the small plate loads on the top because it's a pain in the ass to have to keep unscrewing stuff and dumping shot in. When you're in that zone to train, you don't want to be distracted with anything. I can throw a 10-pound plate on it, away we go, 20, whatever. Okay, now, we were talking about the pain and the agony and all that. Um, Try to take your hands initially, too. Now, it's over eight inches on the side of my stones. I think the one, I think the Husafel, I, I got all the measurements written down because the H, the domination stone is exact. The first, they're all very close, but the, the domination stone is the exact measurements, top to bottom, middle and side to side. And if I recall, the sides are about eight and a quarter in width. It's huge. You start try doing try bending just your wrist around something like that. Initially, you'll have pain in your wrists and your forearms like you can't even imagine. Go go bare on them. Watch what happens. Steel still scrapes the skin off your uh, forearms. You start messing around with stones like Ryan was doing the other day, and obviously you got you should have gauntlets on or something. You know, uh, sports tape, whatever. Because I'm telling you right now. You're not being a hero picking that up and putting those nice slices in your forearms. Because here's the deal. We want to be geniuses. Well, here's a way to be a genius. If you want to be able to come back in a few days and do that again, you will. But if you're going to do that bare, you won't. Because I don't know about you, sweat and start splitting those things open and bleeding. You're not carrying a stone or picking it up very long. All right, Ryan, it's all yours. Take your time. Yeah, that's correct. And I, I've been using uh, just athletic tape around certain areas on my arms that tend to get a little bit more beat than others. But that thing actually, when I got done lifting it, uh, it, it sliced the tape right open on both sides. And I have massive, uh, looks like I'm a leper today. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I even try to protect it as much as I can, and those stones are just really brutal on the forearms. And uh, yeah, it's it's true though. If you if you don't protect it, yeah, you're not coming back tomorrow. No. It's gonna be gonna be four or five days before those arms heal up. Oh yeah, and they hurt. I mean, you, you know, you're gonna start initially with some bruising on the forearms, all that. It's not. Initially, it's not going to be real comfortable, and if you're carrying and bear hugging, it's even going to be harder. But you know what? Give you the facts now, because once you get rolling with them, you know, obviously you're going to build a toughness through, as I say, you know, train from the elbow down. But when you're carrying it, obviously it's on the insides. So all that area from, say, the crook in your arm right down to your fingertips is going to have to be pretty damn strong and rugged. And that's, you know... Like Steve Jack used to say, you know, the barbells made to be met, to be lifted. A stone is just basically unruly. It it doesn't want to cooperate with you, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the, that's the whole thing with the stone. That's why when you see these stone lifts, and you're saying, you know, Ryan was talking about some Basque lifting. I'd love to go to Spain and do that. I mean, there's so many things to do. But here's the one thing. You know, Bill was talking to me today because, you know, Martin wants to meet me and go stone lifting either. Martin was talking about meeting me in Iceland, and then we'd go and lift the Rogue Tour. And we had talked about this, and Ryan and I had talked about this a little bit on our last show. And Bill was saying to me today, you know, um, that stone tour and, and going with Martin's, Martin is just like one of the biggest, most special things you'll ever do in stone lifting. And it's not only the history of the stones there, okay? But I don't know how many people know Martin. I mean, I've never looked him in the eye and sh- shook his hand, but I plan on doing that as quickly as I can. Martin is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And, you know, Bill told me a lot of things. I mean, this guy, all he does is make you pay for gas. And a lot of these people stay with his, with him and his family. I mean, this guy is not getting rich by any means, if that's what everybody thinks. This guy does it for the love of stones, for what he believes in. And that's what I'm saying. All this stuff we love to do, you meet up with these people that are very experienced. Like Martin loves to say to me, and it could be, it could be off the cuff and it doesn't bother me one way or the other. 
and I love the way, you know, it's like, Eric, you know, we'll make a stone lifter out of you yet. And I'm like, I know people that get would get highly insulted by that. Me, I love it. I, I, I hope he sticks it right in my face, literally, because then I'm going to come at him like a, a raging bull. Why? Because that's just the way it is. Any disrespect to him? Never. I respect that guy probably more than anybody I've never met. Um, and it's very interesting because I like that type of mentality. You can be rough, rugged, and a little bit uh, jagged around the edges, and a lot of people don't like that anymore, but I do. Because most people like a Ryan or a Martin or like Stevie Shanks or any of these guys, Bill Crawford, and there's... I'm not leaving anybody out, so don't think I, I am. Charlie Blair Oliphant. Oliphant. He, he, he's like salt of the earth to me. What an awesome guy. Um, these guys really give a damn about not only the history, but they want to include people. They want to say to you, well, maybe if you move that 180 degrees, suddenly it's going to come off the ground. I don't get insulted by that. I mean, I want, I'm, I'm there to lift the goddamn thing. I'm not there to say, how'd you do? I failed. I don't even use that word failed. Um, we had a temporary setback. Do you think I want to get back on Icelandic air and come home to Boston and drive home or whatever I'm going to do? And how'd it go? I didn't get it. Oh, geez, man. What ha- I don't want to do that. So if you say to me, hey, Eric, Turn that 180 degrees, you got that, I can tell. And that comes off the ground, and whether I'm walking at 50 meters or I'm picking it up and you're snapping pictures, because that's all I've got to do, so be it, man. So, you know, Ryan, that, you know, I, I, look, with this stuff, especially, you know, you want to hit all the big places we hit. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just said that with these guys. What is your feeling on that? I mean, you've been in this stuff. I mean, you did, you know, you just did the damn Denny Stones. Does that bother you? I mean, look, it, it, people talked. No. no, all right, good. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. In, in fact, you know, I, when I was at the Baravan Stone with Martin, yep. Uh, when I was there in Scotland, it was my last of the seven stones that I lifted that day. And yeah, you know, he, he, he was kind of showing me the process of what he goes through to prepare for each stone and yep. not just the Baravan Stone and finding balance points and kind of giving it a little quick, a uh, little row off the ground real quick to yeah. get the, the counterbalance on it. And and I've used that every day with every stone since, and it helps a lot. And if you would just be a stubborn ass if yeah. you're not listening to Martin. Yep. Because, I mean, he's easily one of the top stone lifters on the planet. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you'd have to be dumb not to listen to him. Well, you're going to like it. He's on next Friday with me, and we hope, right. to fi- we hope to find out more about his new book coming out. Um, yeah, I heard about that. That'll, yeah. that'll, that'll be very good. I think it's going to be like the encyclopedia of stone lifting, especially for the younger ones coming up. But, you know, when we talked last time without him giving a lot of it away – there isn't going to be anybody that won't be affected by what he's put in this book. And I, and I believe it totally because you, you've met him. I mean, I, 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 I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit jealous if I have jealousy in my bones. I would love to meet both of you. Um, but right now things are the way they are. Some things have to be done first, but I will tell you this. I don't, I don't know if you watched Rocky Balboa, but. That was one of the best movies he ever did, and I know that was the last one. And Times have changed. I think if it was 20 years ago, he would have won an Academy Award for it because it wasn't only a, a movie about coming back, about still having the will at in your mid-50s to want to go out and do something great when most people have curled up in the fetal position pretty much. Well, they're doing that at 25 now, but that's another show in itself. And I never forgot when... You know, he was in the meat factory with Paulie, and he, you know, he, you know, I still got some stuff in the basement, and and you know, Paulie obviously was always the uh, like the good the good guy on one side and the bad on the other with Rocky, and it was always like, um, is this angry? And he's like angry, and he's like, you know, are you are you mad because Adrian left you? And that's when he said she died, Paulie. 
And he goes, well, what is this stuff? He goes, you know, he's telling me, he goes, it, 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 he said, um, haven't you peaked yet? And he says, peaked? He's like, he says, you know, and Rocky's like, you know, sometimes it's hard to breathe because I feel like I got this beast inside of me. And that, at that point, Paulie's trying to calm him down. And, you know, obviously Paulie was, we know later on in the movie, he, he did lose his job. But at that point, you know, he's like, like you said, Rock, when they were looking at, you know, the old gym of Mickey's, you know, you stay in one place for a long time, you become that place. And he's like, this is all I've got. And walk, Rocky walks out. And that's how I feel inside a lot of times. I feel we're talking about, you know, I was telling Ryan some of the stuff Bill and I were talking about offline with some things, you know, in our personal lives and and how there's there's days where Iceland beats me over the head continually. And I I have a feeling and I will never let my rage psych me out because you can have that happen to you. You you concentrate too much on that, you go to pick something up heavy and you bomb. But I have this, I don't even want to call, I, I guess you would call it right now a controlled rage where I'm, I'm waiting and I don't care which stone it is, preferably it's going to be the Husafel. Unless an act of God or something happens to me, I, I, I'm going to destroy that stone. And I mean, I'm going to destroy it in a way that I want people to say, uh, I can't believe that guy lifted that thing so easy and got around that sheep pen so fast. Because this is all I rehearse in my head day in, day out, day in, day out. I'm talking to Ryan right now. I, I'm looking at the screen on my laptop. I'm watching myself walk around right now around the sheep pen. Take it away. Yeah, you know, it's there's so much work that goes into it. I mean, not even with just Husafel, but with all the other stones there also. And yeah, it's, if you're not going through every Avenue trying to become a better stone lifter, I mean, places like that will put you right on your butt. So yep. yeah, it's, uh, it's a process and I'm trying to not only go through, you know, the way that the, the other guys have picked and walked that stone, but I'm trying to kind of go through other avenues, um, different types of picks, different, different, uh, techniques. Yep. And because I mean, if I'm there and all of a sudden the one that I've been training doesn't work for me when I'm there, I'm at least have something else to fall back on a, a different technique to use. And if one doesn't work, hopefully another one will. But yeah, I putting in the work on, you know, not only the Husafel, but all, all those other stones, being that they're all very different. And, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got the more traditional lifts, uh, you know, stones like the Dritvik stone. It, it is a traditionally more round stone. And, and some of even the Latra ones are a, a rounder stone. But, you, you know, a lot of those are not. Some no. of them, like the one at, uh, was it the, the waterfall there? It was Dinyandi Peterstone. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that one's got ridges to it. It's a little more square. So you know, I have a, I have a stone that's a little more square, and and you know, working that, and it's it's a different technique. It's a different handle. Works your body in a different way, and yeah, you know, just just trying to really be as well rounded of a stone lifter as possible at this point. Well, you know, the interesting thing too is um, two things with Husafel, and we're gonna then we're gonna move into a lot of the other stuff too. That I've, that I now have experience with. Number one, there's two places to stay. You and I have talked about this. I'll land in Reykjavik, but I'll drive the Husafel right from the airport, alright? And I'll either stay in the inn or there's a Husafel hotel that Stevie Shanks gave to me how to get to him. So guess what? We no longer have a huge drive that you could end up getting lost like I had before. And that just like takes the wind right out of you, literally. I mean, you do not want to be sitting in a car for two and a half hours. All right, you don't. It it it, it is a mind breaker. Number one. Number two. I won't turn the stone. Bill turns it more on its side. I've seen Mark Weckner. This is how I'm going to lift it. I'm going to lift it just like the shield that I have built here. And I'm going to lift it just like the shield with the Husafel. Because when you turn it the way it should be, 
and stand it straight up that looks like a shield. That's the way I'm going to lift it and carry it. I've already decided that. I'm not going to walk up. I'm not going to tilt it again, move it here, move it there. It's going to stand. I'm going to grab it, and away I go. So, see, I've already established that in my mind. So those, to me, when going to Iceland, the Husafell, those are the two main things you should think of right there because you don't know. You've never been there, you know, folks. And I'm telling you from experience, you can do whatever you want to do, but at least take me on one thing, stay in Husafell. Stay so you can literally walk to the sheep pen the day you get there, whether you're going to do it that next, well, that same day, or you're going to do it the next day, go over there. Walk around that pen. Go up and rub that stone. Don't even stand it up. Just go and put your hands on it and feel the DNA of everybody else there. I know it might sound crazy to you, but it's going to get you right in that mental pattern to be ready. Now, if you feel like doing it, be my guest, all right? But what I'm saying is there's little preparational things you can do that will have you all set and ready to go that next day. And without having to do that big, long drive, and if you do get lost or whatever, something ever happened, you can avoid all those things. You know, you have a good breakfast, whatever you're going to do, get over there, get ready, get your film crew together, and God bless you and good luck, let me tell you. Um and those are two things I could say. But Ryan, what do you um, what do you feel? Uh, are, are we talking the basic movements for this besides training the stone in a direct approach? But how are you approaching this with your weight training too? Well, as of right now, I, I am hitting my squats and deadlifts first in, in in the gym, and then moving on to the stones after. Now I. That will change uh, right around the beginning of April. Um, I will eliminate the the gym lifts from being the first movement, yep. and it'll all be stones after that. With the the gym stuff being my supplementary, my accessory movements, because I, I need to be as sports specific as possible. Uh, but being that I, I had a, a hernia surgery back in the beginning of October, mm-hmm. and yeah, my strength took a little bit of a hit over the two months where you're, you're trying to heal up and recover. So I'm trying to get back to being at par of what my strength levels were before the surgery. And right around beginning of April, that should be the case. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, then it'll all switch over to nothing but stones first and then the squats, the deadlifts and all that after. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you one thing, um, walk, 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 <laughs> and I mean, yeah. you know, walk, walk, and when you think you can't walk anymore, walk a little further, because I'll tell you right now, um, I'm sure you've got more than enough power to lift that thing, but I'm telling you right now, I think the thing that people figure, well, 50 meters isn't a lot, well, when you're hauling 418, and if you don't have it up high enough or whatever, and you're trying to walk, chances are that thing's just going to unload out in front of you. And yes. that's people. Uh, that these are the little things I've learned over all this time. That when you think you walked enough, walk a little more, and maybe a little more. All right. And I, I don't know if we talked offline and stuff, but what we do a lot of times, we have all these barrels, and we'll set up stations. And I'll literally have three Hoosa steel stones going at once. Might be light, might be mid-range, might be heavy for maybe 10 steps, okay? Repeat the process, repeat the process. Um, that alone, man, will drop the hammer on you like you wouldn't believe. But the thing is, you start seeing more and more growth. The lighter becomes a little heavier. The middle becomes a little heavier, and then the heavy gets super heavy. And the next thing you know, you're spreading barrels out more, and the heavy isn't 10 steps anymore. Now it's 40 steps. All right? So the idea with any of this stuff, in my this is just my opinion. Um, I'm not looking to be a one-shot Charlie with this stuff. I want to take this stuff and expand it into every other stone I want to do, because I'm telling you right now, I mean, people argue the dinnies and things like that, 
But I still think, I mean, I haven't been to Scotland. I've seen pictures. I've seen enough of you guys with them. I still think the Husafell Stone is the manhood stone, man. I, I when you, when you walk, when you drive into there, I think that you're going to be like, whoa. Um, when you get out of the car, wherever you park it, wherever you decide to go first, uh, we always go to Sonori's grave. We go to the church. Then we always knock on the door and see if his great, great ancestor is there. If he's there, we always just say to him, you know, may we go and lift the stone. A lot of times he'll come up with you, and then he'll take you through everything he's got, which is very interesting. Um, and then you'll go and do it. And um, it's a, a pretty interesting process. And I'll tell you, Ryan, when you walk up and see that sheep pen, and I don't know where the stone will be because it lays wherever the person dropped it, but I hope it's in your view. You'll get a lump in your throat, literally. Um, there's no yeah. way you won't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I remember the first time when we went with Bill. Um, I don't know how many times. I wore one DVD out of the Husafel with Steve. Um, I, I couldn't believe I was there. I was like, I've watched this thing probably 50 times, and do you realize I'm standing here? Uh, it's The experience is incredible. But And comment on that, but I want to ask you this question, too. Um, I know you're lifting other stones, obviously, for Dritvik and to go to the other places. Um, yeah. I, I didn't ask you, are you going to go to Husafel first? Or you? How, what's your agenda for that? I didn't even ask you that. Yeah. Yeah, Husafel is the most important to me. There you it go. Is yep. the, the stone of stones. And like you said, it, it is a different animal for the fact that, for one, it's heavy as hell. Yeah. And, you know, th- there's a lot of, of manhood stones in Scotland, and there are there are s- some heavy ones, but uh, it is extremely heavy. It's extremely smooth. Um, just lifting it is not enough. Having to walk the pen is a completely different animal also. And training for it in, in the time that I've been training is, uh, also a completely different animal. Um, you do have to continue to lift your normal stones because they are going to make you better at it also. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I try to keep a, a very, uh, well, conjugate style training to my Husafel training, and it's already working very, very well to where, you know, I do have a lighter day where the stone is only, you know, 240, 250 pounds, and I walk it for a max distance, and yep. it's a lot longer walk. And then I also have my heavier day, and it, that's where I take a heavy stone and walk it as far as I can. And it's funny because every time I go back, every time I go back to the next light day, it's further. The yeah. next time I go back to the, the heavy day, it's a little further. It's a little heavier and further. And the progress is, is plain as day. I mean, you can see the progress from week to week to week. And uh, it's working very, very well. And, you know, not only do you have to – work on the walks but hell if you can't even pick up the 400 and so odd pounds that the Husafel stone is you sure as hell ain't gonna walk it so no no, no. <laughs> and, and, and you know and you know not to interrupt you I'll give you it right back and you know people have heard us talk um I know that stone is talc there look you know it's really amazing and I, and I'll be quick about this Anybody that hasn't watched Steve's DVD, it's out on Vimeo, too. I've got the link. I can put it up again. Um, I remember one guy was saying to me, well, it took him three attempts. And I'm sa- I said to him, I said, what the hell are you talking about? Well, you're really supposed to go around, you know, one time to be fully strong. And I was like, do you realize that that guy picked that stone up three times and he made it to the very end? Yeah. Well, tell me... Where isn't that honorable? Well, you know, look, I said, you don't think that guy is strong? I was like, he's strong as hell, man. The main thing with Steve is what killed him was he didn't have it up high enough. I don't even know how he held that the last time. I mean it. Um, You talk about an an incredibly strong individual, and he had to have a grip like a bear trap because I'm here to tell you, the majority of people, we already talked about this. Bill talked about this. 
all these strong guys, the majority of them can't even pick up a stone half of that weight. All right? So let's be honest here. And for someone to make a comment, I was like, holy God, man. You know, I'll tell you this, Ryan. I'm going to give it right to you. And I'm sure Ryan will agree. It takes a lot of balls. I don't care who you are. And I'm not talking for the glory. I'm talking to go and do something so spectacular and so monumental that it's going to last with you to your final breath. To get on Icelandic, all right, however you get over to whether you get in New York or Boston. Boston was cheaper, believe it or not. I live in New York. We drove there. To get on that plane... To go to a place you've never been, chances are you've ne- you you don't know anyone there. I mean, the only one I met that day in Boston was Bill. I didn't know any of those people other than Steffi, who I've seen in World's Strongest Man. All right, um, it takes a lot of guts just to do that. Let alone, you know, as I said the other day, and we were laughing. It's like. Uh, how many times will people get on planes? I do it myself and say, geez, I hope I did this. It's too late. You know, you're on your way to some destination to go lift something really big. Um, hopefully you did all your work. And even when you do, sometimes you come home without it. That's what I love about stone lifting. That's what I love about the barbell, too. The finality of it. You know, I can't go and say, well, you know, I could say I had a bad day today, but I think that makes me look really bad talking that way. I didn't do it. I love the finality of things. There's no wiggle room, so to speak. Either yeah. you do it or you don't. Go ahead, Ryan. Take it. Well, I, you know, I don't know who's, who told you that Steve Jack, because he didn't do it in one right. hold, that's insanity to me. Yep. Because, yeah, the fact that he made it around on the three is just as amazing to me. He's incredibly strong. <laughs> And the goal is to make it all the way around the pin. I don't care how you do it. If you do it, it says a lot about you. You and betcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy to me that somebody would even say that. Because, yeah, if I, for some reason, drop it the halfway, three-quarters around, which I'm not. No, you won't. You get it. <laughs> but if for some reason, hey, you know, if something happens, I – I will pick it right back up and do it the same way same way Steve Jack did. I, there, there is nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. And I'll tell you what, as I said, I think that shows you not only the resolve, but, I mean, you got to be a strong dude to be able to pull that rock three times, man. I mean, yeah. see, I don't know, you know, when initially the first time – he was he couldn't find a groove to get it. And then I don't know how long that took him to do or whatever, but then you see him and he pulls it and he starts off with it. Um it, it's not an easy stone and you better make sure you get hold of it the first time. I mean, he did it in three terms, but I'll tell you what, I want to grab that thing and explode it so fast and get around there. It's like people blink their eyes and I'm home. And I'm yelling yeah. full sturker because I don't feel anything to prove to anybody. Well, oh, you struggled with it, but you still did. I don't want to struggle with it. I don't want to struggle with it. I want to go after that thing and let it know right away that, yeah, I, I, I respect you, but I'm going to kick your face in right now. In fact, I'm holding in my left hand right now one of the pieces of stone that was off the sheep pen. I got it in my left hand, and as I'm talking to you, Ryan, I've been squeezing it for the last 10 minutes in my left hand. So, believe me, there's a lot to it. Um, What do you think? Uh, Okay, so we're going to go to Husafel. Where are you going from Husafel, then? Well, I'll go from Husafel to Dritvik. I plan on doing that in one day. Okay. Um, It's within a reasonable driving distance. Yep. Um, So I'll head straight to Dritvik and – Go ahead to head with that that big sob, and then yeah. yep. probably spend the night there. Um, looking to do Latra would be next. Yep, uh, Latra Judas. Yep. Um, from there, probably going to head back to the Legenstein Stone. Oh wow! And then uh, the one at the waterfall will probably be my last stone at the Dinyandi Waterfall. Yeah, because I believe if that's that's the Peter Stone, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. And from what I heard from Bill yeah. is uh, yeah. somebody may have gotten a little rough with that stone and chipped a little bit off. But yeah. It's still yeah. A, yeah. a formidable stone and very, very heavy. Yeah, that was one they found when they went up there. And he and Peter Goodmanson uh, came up, uh, Bill came up with a name and they were up there lifting it. That Wait till you see that waterfall, it'll freak you out. It looks like... Um, there's parts of that area where you'll see it, it'll remind you at a wedding where they have like the big uh, whiskey sour uh, things where it looks like a big high, I don't know what you want to call it, like a fountain and it's coming out like that. This this water is coming out just like that and it's, it's like a bright white, it is beautiful man. I mean you couldn't paint a picture that beautiful and there were parts of that area we were we were when we were there and I'm telling you right now the sky is so blue in the ocean you swear it might be the end of the world right there it is yeah. so beautiful it doesn't look like it goes any further but it does um the 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 beauty there is just spectacular i mean it is a it is something you'll never forget the rest of your life i mean um you know bill said it right and I don't know how many people have gone back other than him and myself. He said to most of these people that this might be the only time you ever do this trip in your entire life, so you ought to have a good time with it. I'm here to verify that. Let me tell you something. If you get the opportunity, folks, or even if you want to build and work with it, you know, I'm sure Ryan could coach you. I can coach you. Anybody can talk you. That, you know, about this stuff and, and just give you some pointers on how to get started. Uh, by all means, do it. Uh, don't, you know, it, even if you're not sure, but you would like to go check it out, I tell you, even get on a plane and go look at everywhere. Go on that tour. Yeah. Um, Eric, one thing that, yeah, that always, shoot, shoot. One thing that always stuck with me is, uh, one of my good friends, Larry Brock, who is a world champion Highland gamer. Yep. He's retired now, and you know, I was sat, and, sat with him one night, and we were talking, and uh, you know, he, one thing he always said to me is, Ryan, he goes, you know, your window of opportunity to be good at stuff like this is very small. And you know, even though he was talking Highland Games, it, it still stuck, and it, yep. it still rings true with the stone lifting also. It's, you know, it's a very small window. Yep. And and you're only going to be good at it for so long. You're only going to be strong enough for so long. You know, do what you have to do to make it happen. And he's like, if you don't have the money, he says, it doesn't matter. He goes, go go get a credit card yep. and go into the red and spend whatever you have to on that credit card. Because otherwise, you're going to be 15 years down the road and you're going to say to yourself, why? Why yep. did I not do it? Why did I not go over there? Yeah. And I, I don't ever want that to happen. And so I will make these things happen oh, yeah. during this small window of my life. Well, and you'll have great success with it because you know what to do. And, um, you know, you, you got to have that mind which is always working in that direction. And, and, you know, we haven't even got into all the mind stuff. And, and on the next show, we can start diving into that quite a bit. Especially by the next time we talk, I know you're going to be much further ahead. I'm uh, of the assumption I'm going to be telling you that it looks like we're starting to get very fiscally solvent, so anything could happen. But, you know, with all intentions, whether... You know, I meet Martin there or somebody meets me in Iceland uh, and I have somebody film it. Uh, that's just the way it's going to be because I feel with Stones right now, I would love to do, especially like the tour you did and lifted this, you know, the Stones in Scotland, you know, yeah. and you went with Martin and all that. But I'll tell you right now, I said this to you offline and online, the Husafel to me, to, to just complete. What I need right now in my life is the stone. Would I like to go over there and do everyone? You bet. But you know what? The defining thing in my life right now is to go and pick up that stone and get all the way around that sheep pen in record time. And then if I was going to do another thing in Iceland, I'll go to Lotra because I think that's where the initial tear started. Um, and go there and get, let's see, three, four, get those five stones. Um, yeah. And after that, I'll tell you, would I quit, stop doing it? Never. 
But if, if suddenly I couldn't get back there ever again, I would be very happy with life. Um, would I want to do other stones? Yeah, because that's in my gene pool. I want to do that. But I don't know if people realize the magnitude of that type of stone lifting. The Husafel and Latra or, or Dritvik or let, but to me, I, I liked all the places, but I think I still would pick Latra and, uh, Husafel. Husafel won yeah. Latra too. Yeah, because, unlike, you know, uh, obviously Legenstein has all the history of the farmer that made the deal with the devil. He reneged and he's under the big stone there yeah. and you got to pick up Legenstein. And, you know, the dagger-like stone, which is 485, you've got to be able to walk around that big stone, and that's another way, that's another piece of freedom the farmer gets so his soul goes to heaven. I mean, to hear the Icelandic guys talking and, and, and saying all about it, 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 it gives you chills down your spine, man. It's unbelievable, and you're, you're just surrounded by these big, massive mountains, and you're there, man. But I'll tell you, the one thing, and I don't know if it'll be that way when you go, I hope it is, but I hope it is when I go to Latra, should we hit there? I'm telling you right now, the ocean, you're on sand. That's where the first three that have to be picked up and put on the big, big stone. Um, But if the water's real rough that day, you'll be getting hit with the water, and you'll see it swirling, and it was like green in color, and you walk down those... They're not nice stairs in a house. It's stuff that's been there for probably centuries, man. And there's Judas. And then, you know, they call it the column stone. That's it. Let, let me tell you, I mean, everybody likes that show Vikings. Okay, good. You want to talk about being in a Viking movie? I mean, yeah. I, I'm talking, you know, I'm talking some serious shit there, man. Um, stuff yeah. that Stuff that you're only going to see so many times in your life. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, and I'll give it right to you. I would dare anybody that whether stone lift or not or a naysayer or a negative or whatever or don't do it, I would love for you to come and stand there and tell me you're not in awe of it. Forget about even lifting the stones. The beauty, the area, the roughness, the gentleness, it's all there, man. I mean, you can't go many places and find that double edge like that. That's what I'm saying. It's not only the pilgrimage to do the lifts, and that is the gravy for sure. But yeah, man, yeah, you know, and, you know, and it is. It, it really is a, a religious experience. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for me, lifting any of these stones and being in those areas, it is just goosebumps from head to toe. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, that's kind of something that we wanted to, to share and, and give to everybody here in Utah. And that, that's why we started the Utah Stones of Strength. And yep. it's yep. been a process. It's, it's still a process. And we probably won't be completely finished with it for probably another two months. Yep. But, yep. You know, we went and we got a, a lot of stones, uh, very different. Each one is is very different, so each one will be a, a completely different challenge. Yep. And between different weights, different size, different shape, different challenges to do. But the beauty, beauty of it all is we selected ideal locations that are – just tremendous. I mean, just being in those locations, period, are going to be great in themselves. And uh, it's going to make it a lot of fun where, where people start coming out and uh, taking a shot at these 10 stones all over the state that are just uh, you know a great, great challenge. No, and I give you all the credit in the world because we don't have a lot of representation in the United States. Nothing against those other famous stones over where we want to go. But yeah. it's going to be nice to have somewhere here at home that could end up catching fire all over the world. And, you know, I congratulate you and everybody involved in it. I hope, you know, it would be great to have maybe another guy in. Maybe we do a three-way show sometime when you're ready to roll with that because, you know, I want to give you as much publicity as we can. You know, I've said before, anytime, put anything you want out on Etched. Um, you know, that's what we're here for. Um, you know, obviously with the Manly Men's Movement, you know, we'd love for you to put video out there. We're really pushing this stuff. I mean, look, 
The guys in Scotland say to me all the time, they said they were talking about the show at the gathering. They have said to me that Eminem has done so much for stone lifting in the last few years. And I never said out that way, but it was the same with the etched in stone page. I've had people say to me, that might have been one of the smartest things you ever came up with. I mean, people are just gravitating to it all the time. They want to become part of it. I want you to be part of it. I want to know what you're doing. I I said this from the very beginning, Ryan, and I will say this to the very end. I don't care if you lift a 100-pound stone or a 500-pound stone. what, What your beliefs are, what you think about is important to me and the listeners. And... That 100-pound stone lifter might be somebody you see two, three, four, five years from now. They're hoisting a Husafel stone up and rocking it around the pen. So I don't get into all that crap where, you know, we only want the elite. I got news for you. It's great to have the elite, but the ones here that want to pay the bills or want to be part of this, they're usually the guys that are just... Yeah, they're a little bit above a regular lifter, but even a regular lifter does it too. So... You have to connect to an audience. And if I got a guy that's, you know, lifting these behemoth stones, which is great, how's a guy that's lifting a 150-pound stone going to connect to a guy like that? Yeah, they might admire it and all that, but then you got a guy that's going for something they feel that they could get up to or, you know, as we used to say here, and there was many of them, you want to be like the strong guy in the neighborhood. All right. That's the thing, man. And, you know, that's why I say possibilities are endless. And I would never say to somebody, well, you're only doing a hundred pounds stone. We don't want to have you on or we don't want you on the blog. Are you kidding me? Did Ryan start out with a 300 plus stone? No. Did Eric? No. No, I never did. I had a little bit more strength, obviously, because I started stone lifting much later in my career of weights and everything. But man, I didn't start out with a 400-pound stone, mind you. I mean, I I took a lot of lumps trying to figure out how to do things. So never, ever, you know, dissuade somebody from doing it. And I've seen too many people along the way, you know, they sit there and make fun of people in a gym or whatever. Or I was at a gym one day, and I knew this was going to happen. I was watching this kid. And this was a pretty hardcore gym. And a lot of the guys up in the front, you know, you know, they're looking at everybody and saying something and all this and that. And it's like, I, I don't like any of that stuff. I just never did. And I'm watching this kid. And if he weighed 125 pounds soaking wet, he'd be lucky. And there he is laying on an incline bench with one four, well, 135, no collars, which is a no-no to begin with. And I said to myself, I know this kid does not have the support when he pulls this thing out, it's going to drop on him like an anchor. Well, I was standing probably 10 feet away from him. He, I don't think he even knew I was there. And I said, well, I'm going to let him pick it up. I'm not even going to ask him. And those guys are all watching him, and they're kind of giggling and stuff. This poor kid, he picks it up. The thing comes down and just laid right across his upper pecs. He couldn't even move it. So I went over and picked it up off him and put it in the rack. And I was like, so those guys are all like laughing and shit. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? You guys got a short memory, I'm sure. I don't even know what these guys are doing. They're mostly benchers anyways. They had chicken legs. You know, they could have walked in on their arms. And they weren't much. <laughs> and they, and, right. And they weren't much to begin with. All right. But you know something? It's really easy to pick on somebody that probably couldn't do a hell of a lot to you. All right, but then you never know because some of these guys that look like they're nothing will knock your teeth out of your head. But I picked that thing up, and 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 you know you take a lot of things from you at a young age, no matter what. And one of the things I always said, if you're legit and you work your ass off, and I don't care, and it doesn't matter to me what you lift, I want you to be part of this family. I want you to come in here and contribute, and we contribute to your life. And you know, as a gym owner. Um, yeah. The idea is to spread the word, to stay in business, to maybe you get a kid that's gotten his ass kicked every day on the bus, or maybe his mother and father are going through a divorce, and he comes to you, and he's latching on to you guys. What do you do? You tell him to get lost because he can't lift a 300-pound rock? Come on. Go ahead and take, go take it. Take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, we're, we are lucky to have a gym that me and Corey started that – 
we want all that stuff. We we have a lineup of of natural stones that goes from 180 pounds up to 360 pounds. We have Atlas stones that go right up to close to three. Yep. We have all sorts of stuff that's like that. We want to encourage everybody to not only lift, but, you know, get as crazy as you want. If stones float your boat, then we got, we have that, you know, if it's the barbell stuff, we have that too, but you know, everybody's different, but you know, get in the gym, work your butt off, learn something about yourself and uh, have fun. Hey, and if they're real good, maybe uh, next time you go to Iceland, they'll be jumping on the plane with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's an awesome thing. Well, look, um, we're, we're just about at the end of the show. Um, anything you want to summarize? Uh, obviously, we'll have you on next month. Obviously, you'll be further into all the training um, for Iceland and whatever else we've got cooking at the time. Um, and we'll just go from there. Um, so... Summarize anything you want, Ryan. Um, give out all the details of the gym and anything coming up. And, uh, you know, uh, let me put my end out, and we'll set you up for next month, brother. Yeah, you know, we have a FitCon, Utah Fitness Convention. It's in the Salt Palace in downtown Salt Lake. We have that coming up uh, August the 6th and 7th. And uh, I'm running an indoor Highland Games there that will have – a, a Denny-style walk of 17 feet, much lighter, obviously. It's only going to be about 510 pounds. And uh, you, if you can make to the end of the 17 feet, you stand there and hold on for dear life. And uh, it, it'll be an event that if, once you make the 17, you, you go on a timer to see how long you can hold. So come down, you can see that, and uh, we'll also be running uh, Day of the Dead, which is a deadlift competition that I've been running for six years. That's gotten bigger and bigger, and it is the biggest, baddest deadlifters in the state of Utah all battling it out in a last-man-standing, uh, strongman deadlift shootout. So Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, give out your website, too, so they can get a hold of you. Uh, website, uh, Black Flag website is actually being worked on right oh, okay. as we speak. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can hit us up on social media, uh, Black Flag Strength and Fitness, and that is both on Instagram and Facebook. Sweet. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, you know, as I say, winners, champions, take that deep breath through the nose, out through the mouth, and you know, just recite things like that put yourself in a way that you're gonna thrive you know when you go and meet ryan you meet me anybody you know go out and do these things so it's going to further the ability to pull these big things off because without the mental end of anything you're only going to go so far physical and then you're going to hit the wall and then you're going to have to regroup and figure it out so take my advice on that and do that. Also, too, as I said, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Don't forget to go out there and check out um, Winner, Winners, Champ, Winners and Champions, Inc. Um, you can't go wrong with that product. Believe me when I tell you that. Also, too, go to our Prosperity page, um, Prosperity Consciousness, it's called. And you can read all about how we believe and how we do things. Um, it's a definite change from a lot of stuff out there. Um, and, and I believe that when you see it, you'll understand where we are coming from. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. I'm trying to think this show will either be up Monday evening or Tuesday because I've got Dr. Wong's to do tonight bills tomorrow and a lot of other things so this will definitely be up no later than tuesday but who knows we'll see how much energy i got with all the other stuff going on sometimes i do two in two a day but i like to give each one a chance to get you know boiling up um also too if there's a show you'd like ryan and i to do go out to fiorella barbell at nicap.r.com um, I'm sure we can get you anything you want. Also, too, remember to sign up for our newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com and YouTube channel, which is Fiorello Barbell, Real Men, Real Strength. 
Um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. I thank everybody for that. If you want to get Eminem in your car 24-7, um, all you got to do is go out to AHA directory. It's called AHA. You, re- you register in there. You get us on your car radio. Um, also, too, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words to inspire. Five words can change your life forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. That might be all they get that day. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, squat it, press it, what can I tell you? If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as a great Hoose of Steel stone crusher says in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It'll always be that way. Um, Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Uh, winners, ne- winners never quit and quitters never win. That was one of his big mantras, let me tell you. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, keep smiling. He'd walk every patient in the door. Do that on your best day, worst day, or do it all the time. It will give you a mind shift like you wouldn't believe. I'll sit sometimes and I'll be driving. People probably thinking I'm talking. I'll be going, keep smiling, keep smiling. If you have something happen to you, it could be somebody cuts you off in traffic. You get in an argument with somebody. Rather than concentrate on that, say keep smiling. Say that like five times. Your direction on what you're thinking about will shift right away. If you feel it coming back, say keep smiling again. You keep resetting yourself so you start going a different positive direction. Try that. Also, too, um, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we're not going to kick your door in. We will blow the roof right off your house. I mean that. Also, too, um, let's see, who's after that? Uh, that would be, I'm trying to think. Who's a, Oh, we said that. Okay, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. Um, we take it two steps further. We got your back, and we believe in you. And I don't know many people in today's world that would even say that, but it's very important, and that's what we believe in. And um, I think we got everything there. Oh, one other thing. Men, stop apologizing for being men. Think of masculinity. That's what it's all about. You can be a strong man and be the best man in the world because you have a strength, you have a discipline, and most of all, you have confidence. When you're a confident man, you don't have to be like, as my mom used to say, the little man's disease, that, yeah, I go out and try to pick on people, this and that. A man that is truly strong can lay the rubber to the road, and those are not the people you want to anger. Believe me. So keep doing what you're doing, but be masculine. And remember, do not apologize for being a man. Ryan, it's always an honor to have you on. I look forward to next month. We'll get this show up no later than Monday. And, um, you know, I wish you the best of luck with, obviously, the Stones. And I'll be real interested to hear what's going on then. So thank you for being on, my friend. No, thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, Fun as always. Yeah, absolutely. So, for Ryan Stewart, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, we'll have this show up Monday. Um, the other shows will be up, but you know what? To remind you, the Bill Crawford show, um, you're going to love the pressing. And Dr. William Wong, I mean, we did a show yesterday. You talk about real intensity again. Does your voice have a spine? Wait till you hear that whole theory. Well, it isn't theory. I don't believe in theory. You're going to hear what we think about that. So for Ryan Stewart, Eric Fiorello, have a great weekend. Get out there and list some stones. And most of all, life is asking something from you. It's time to measure up. Be a man. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.